Good morning, everyone. This is Marty Duran with the Fourth State Drive Time Podcast. It is Thursday, July the 14th, 2016. Thanks for joining in. It is a beautiful day outside of Nashville, Tennessee, westbound on I-40. Coming to you live. Been in a couple of debates online in the last couple of days, all fallout from the uh, shootings last week, uh, both of, or I should say all, including Alton Sterling, Philando Castile, and the five uh, brave Dallas police officers who gave their lives trying to protect uh, people that they thought were under attack when in fact they themselves were under attack. And um, as seems to be the norm in the United States in these times, things kind of fall along uh, not so much purely racial lines, but racial slash political lines. So people who are on the uh, more liberal side of political and social affairs or issues uh, tend to be more sympathetic or empathetic toward the killing of Sterling and Castile, while those who are on the uh, more right-leaning tend to be more sympathetic toward uh, law enforcement, and and that is a generalization uh, with intent. But it is fascinating and somewhat disturbing or frustrating to me uh, as a white dude 50-something, that it's so difficult to have conversations and um, and be operating from the same uh, terms of usage, uh, not with your new electronic gizmo, but the way we use language, usage of terms, maybe, um, in trying to discuss uh, what racism is, whether it is systemic in the United States, uh, is it institutionalized in some ways what does that mean uh, for a for a bank to display uh, bias in for instance loan processing for that bias to be demonstrated as racial bias does is it necessary for that bank to have a clan emblem on their uh, advertising for instance and be openly racial uh, openly racist is—is uh, is it necessary for that type of an open display? What if the employees are recorded uh, talking about black people, for instance, or laughing about uh, employees or applicants who are black and their chances of being hired, or uh, whether they should be hired? And the conversation revolves around race and racial reasons. Uh, is that? institutional racism, if it affects the hiring and uh, performance reviews, etc. Uh, if a bank refuses to give loans based on a person's uh, where they live, it's a, if it's a predominantly black area and a bank refuses loans because they have redlined uh, an entire area of town, is that institutionalized racism? And these are the questions in the uh, conversations that I've been in 
then there are the folks who don't seem to be able to hold tension in their minds that most cops can be good and most black people can be law-abiding. Uh, it's, um, it's like either or. If you defend Philando Castile's right not to be shot dead on the side of the road, or if you defend Alton Sterling's right not to be shot dead uh, for supposedly threatening a homeless person, or if you give that person the benefit of the doubt based on uh, their background in one case, or saying they shouldn't be shot to death for something they've already served time for in the other case, if you're just trying to make sure that justice is, or or hoping that justice will be done, then uh, you're automatically against the cops. If you consider that the cops may have done their jobs correctly and uh, either made A, an honest mistake uh, or B, not been trained well and responded poorly in both instances ended up in the death of another person uh, if you try to argue that point then all of a sudden you're against black people or you're not for justice And so uh, I find that these conversations on race in the United States are uh, getting more and more difficult to have, at least in some quarters. Now, interestingly enough, when I talk to most, if not all, of my black friends, they have, uh, they're interested to talk, they have um, stories to tell, they... um, they're sorrowful about the state of things in the United States, and yet when I gauge uh, many white folks online, it's very difficult to get past uh, political, uh, kind of political talking points. It's, it's, uh, it, it's like there's no, for many, there's almost no story that a black person can tell about their personal experience that has validity. So if a, a black kid, for instance, gets pulled over for no reason repeatedly, then that is not a bad reflection on the cops in the minds of some of these folks. Uh, it's a, an, a it, it's an insinuation that surely he was doing something wrong, and they just kept looking for it, and that's why they kept pulling him over. Uh, or uh, an assertion yesterday that, that there's no Uh, vestiges, this is my word, there's no vestiges of uh, Jim Crow in our society today, and there's simply no amount of evidence that seemingly convinces uh, this is what it looks like when policies are uh, biased or racist, this is what it looks like when an institution uh, is acting in a biased or racist way, and perhaps part of the problem for Uh, for white folks is when we think of racist, we automatically think of the Klan or neo-Nazis. We don't think of racism often in the same way that sociologists think about it or that black folks think about it, which just means that you are being judged by the color of your skin and not the content of your character. Uh, I have a black friend in Oklahoma who recently applied for a home mortgage 
and he never went to the bank. He did all of his dealings over the phone, and he never went to the bank until it was time to close. And the reason he never went to the bank until it was time to close, the reason he did all of his dealings over the phone, was because he's black. And he did not want to take the chance that if he showed up in person to apply for a mortgage, that they were going to find some reason to deny him. Now, the fact that he was qualified for the mortgage is seen by the fact that he got the mortgage, and he's now the homeowner. Uh, But his concern was that he would not get it because of his race. Uh, Now, I don't believe that concern to be unfounded. Some people, I guess, do. But he's the black guy who's lived his whole life black, and he's experienced those things. And at some point, we who are in the white community, I think... um, and I realize we don't even think of ourselves as the white community, but we who are in the majority culture, uh, we at least have to start sitting down and asking the question, have you ever faced discrimination? Uh, Have you ever been harassed by someone in law enforcement? Have you ever been uh, pulled over because you feel like you were racially profiled? Have uh, Have you ever had an encounter where you feared for your life because uh, someone was so amped up and, and fearful that you weren't sure you were going to get out of a situation alive. These are valid questions for people in the, uh, in the black community, especially black men. And I would encourage you in this uh, little different of uh, Fourth Estate podcasts, I would encourage you if you are a uh, member of the majority culture to reach out to people who are in the minority cultures around you and in the United States, especially in cities and suburbs, this is going to typically be uh, a lot of African-American folks, reach out to them, have dinner with them, have a cookout and invite them over, go to lunch, something, and ask them to tell you their stories and ask them about their parents' stories and ask them about their friends who have been shot and killed and ask them all of these things that most white folks don't have a reference point for because the only way that we're going to gain the only the only way that most of us will get empathy for uh, these high profile situations is when we are close to people who respond empathetically immediately while we're still trying to process what's going on and the the quicker that we especially those of us who are followers of Jesus the quicker that we get to the point to where we can empathize with people who are hurting, then the quicker we're going to get to the point where they are willing to uh, hear the gospel if indeed they don't know it, or at least understand that we have a genuine concern uh, about them and about their situation and that we are willing, uh, when it's necessary, to stand with them and encourage and uh, take flack on their behalf if necessary. So I encourage you to reach out, especially if you're uh, in the majority culture where you live. Reach out to someone in a minority culture and build a relationship, get to know them, and uh, try to be a blessing to them. Thanks for listening. This is Marty Duran. You've been listening to the Fourth State Drive Time, a production of Roundtable Media Group. As always, I hope you have a fantastic day.